This is Random Acts of Tangents. I am Adam. I am joined by a very good friend of mine. Hey, I'm Rex. And I want to start off the uh, the show today with a, a little clip that I heard on the radio station that I listen to pretty often. Uh, just to give a little bit of background about what this clip's about. Uh, there is a man who drives around and he performs puppet shows for people that are caught in traffic. Okay. Uh, he he has a pickup truck. He kind of sits in the back, and when there's like gridlock traffic, nobody's moving. He sets up in the back and he does a puppet show for the people's entertainment. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, you have not heard this before. I want to get your opinion live uh, here, and then talk about it a little bit because it kind of it ties into something that we were talking about recently. All that being said, let's just uh, jump right into it. Let's let's play the clips here. Pedophile. All right, let's talk to uh, Joel Kayak here. He is a, um, I guess he's he's a puppeteer. Joel, you're on KFI. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? All right. Now, are you in the back doing the puppet show, or are you driving? Pedophile. Uh, when we're doing it, you mean? Yeah. I'm one of the two people doing the puppets. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Um, just a couple weeks now. I, I heard your intro, and just as a point of clarification, I'm, I'm not a puppeteer, I'm an artist. Oh, you are? This is just one of the projects that I'm working on. Um, I've never done anything with puppets before. Oh, I see. But, um, it threw me when you were, you had a puppet on each hand. I thought you were in, uh, like a puppeteer. Uh, well, I guess I am for this project. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, and whose idea was this? I, I gotta stop right there. <laughs> uh, right. Hopefully, I, you know where I'm going with this already. Uh, the fact that this guy, He's, he took the time out of the interview to say, no, no, I'm not a puppeteer. I'm an artist. That by itself, I think, is just a huge red flag to anybody. I think that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's like uh, the guys that, you know, paint themselves chrome and then try to collect money on the side of the street going, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm not a panhandler. <laughs> I'm an artist. My art is... Panhandling? I suppose so. All right, well, let's, let's keep going here. Uh, well, it was an idea that I came up with a friend of mine, Peter Fuller, a uh, guy from Providence, Rhode Island, and over the last couple of years I've been developing it because it has uh, has a lot to do with other concerns in my art practice. And then I was fortunate enough to have interest from uh, one of the best nonprofits in Los Angeles, uh, LAX Art and the Hammer Museum, um, right. and they've been uh, uh, basically producing the project for me. All right, this this is a... Uh, Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, I want to punch him. They said his name earlier. I, I don't care to remember what it was. I mean, me neither. I hope he disappears. Yeah, but this guy, and we, we were talking about this earlier, that the, the artist person is so uh, infatuated with himself and his art that it's just, it, it comes across ridiculous to me. I think it's, well, not only that, you know, he he's totally dodging the fact that he's doing puppet shows in, in traffic, but he uh, he also had to you know drop. Oh, I'm up from Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, we uh, got attention from one of the biggest nonprofits in LA. Mm, where's my monocle? Right, exactly. Mm. It's where he's he's so in, in his work is so important that it's drawing attention from everybody. He has his nose up his own ass. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ. Yeah, and this this is the type of person that is just. God, all right. Let's let's uh let's keep going a little bit. We got some couple more clips here. You should write it down, by the way. And, and what is it? Comedy based or what kind of fun? Um, I guess you know they're pretty existential in a way. I mean, they all have to do with these. Uh, you know, they're four different plays, and they have to do with this negotiation being the, between the characters' desire to like make a world around them and and exert their desire on the world, and then the the world sort of giving them back. Not necessarily the things they want. In a way, I guess it sort of mirrors from, or the idea mirrors for me the idea of the traffic jam at large, where you're, you're part of something bigger, your, 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 your actions aren't, you know, you don't have complete agency with your actions. They're, they're, you're, you're being affected and you're having to act and react around so many other people. Right. So, so in a way, these plays, as much as I'm interested in people paying attention to the content, I'm also very interested in them kind of almost being a trick for the, 
for the viewer to then pay attention to the larger experience of this very right. untraditional uh, performative space. Right. <laughs> Fuck, I I'm speechless without how <laughs> moronic this motherfucker is, and especially how pretentious he is. I mean, existentialist, existentialism. He's going to talk about exis- He is a he's carrying around Muppets. On his hand, yeah. with it, well, he has his he has his hand up the ass of a fucking puppet, and, and he's talking about existentialist idealism and free agency, and how it relates to freeway traffic jams. I hope he gets cancer yeah. from 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 standing in traffic in all those fumes. Yeah, my, my that'll brother, be existential. That'll be it. My brother, you're doing you're doing puppets on the goddamn freeway. You're talking about all the intricacies of. What the story is, what we're trying to portray. It's a fucking puppet show on the goddamn freeway. How important do you think your work is that you're affecting millions? And no, it's, it's it, because it is an art. Yeah. What we're trying to portray, you need to be able to understand what we're doing. We're not just doing puppets dancing around, telling a quote unquote funny story, a comedy, whatever. No, it's a deeper meaning than that. The meaning is so much deeper, and it it represents traffic as a whole. And 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 the whole idea of existentialism is kind of like preoccupied with uh, like ethics and like whether or not people live moral and ethic li- ethical lives, taken out of the uh, context of uh, everyday society. So so this is like heavy shit he's talking about. Yeah. Is that that I mean he's trying to say him fucking around with Muppets. Uh, and, and with the puppets, and you know, pantomiming shit in, in in traffic where people see him for through probably like a minute at a time max in a traffic jam yeah. is somehow related to these huge, huge, heavy issues. Right. And I think he has huge, huge, heavy issues. Yeah, no, not no, not the, the not the fucking people in the cars. And uh, what I enjoy most about this interview is uh, you can hear the uh, the guy who's uh, Tim Conway Jr. By the way, he is on KFI. He's a, he's a funny guy, and you can kind of hear him holding back and restraining himself. At laughing at this guy, and you can't. He's like, "That's right." Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's very sarcastic, and and it, and it comes out more. We got we got a couple more clips here, but uh, it really starts showing itself later on. Here we go. The now, when when up. the show is over, is it is it tough coming down? Um, the, no. The, the excitement <laughs> is built up, and it's tough yeah, to. The uh, first ten minutes are the are the heaviest. The, the first, the, the, even the first few minutes when we pull out and the gates down, you know, the, the, that's the what back of the gates down and it's tinted <laughs> so they can't see in. Are you warming you, up in the back? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we've practiced this for like, a very uh, red long leather, time. yellow leather, yeah, ba 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 ba, that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, no, we have a few sort of uh, funny things that we that only are funny to each other and we say them to each other usually and that gets us psyched up and then the gate yeah. goes up and we start going and then after about ten minutes, then it's just work. The first uh, are you guys? I mean, to, to get up for this every night, are you just pushing cocaine? into your faces <laughs> no, no not at all we don't do this you don't even night. you don't even bother snorting you just try to jam it down your throat and up your nose um, <laughs> no no this is a pretty the, the adrenaline of just performing oh i could imagine <laughs> all right See, you're starting to poke fun at him but this guy he still doesn't get it he thinks he, he's, it's all a very serious thing to him it's, it's oh, awesome. my, oh my god i i just I just don't understand like that that's kind of like somebody trying to trying to pitch at you like you know my my job is integral to the functioning of society you I am waking people up out there they they are completely ignorant of their own existence and and uh, societal uh, obligation until I'm out there with puppets right uh, <laughs> That, that's pretty much what he's fucking saying. If it wasn't for me, people would be dying on the freeways. <laughs> they would. They would. How many lives have you saved? Right. Yo, I haven't saved any today. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Guy, you know guy. what? I'm actually out there doing real work. What the fuck do you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more clip here. When, when was opening night? Uh, June 1st, uh, we did the 405 North from uh, Culver City up to, Hol- up to the uh, Beverly Hills. And, and where, then we actually had the... an opening night party at LAX Art. <laughs> where was the opening night party? The opening night party was at the, gal- the, the main sponsoring gallery, LAX Art. And um, we did a sort of a mimic traffic That's jam in great. the back parking lot. And then the closing party will I'm be sorry, uh, September that. 26th oh. at the Hammer Museum. <laughs> That's the rap party? That, yeah, that'll be the rap party, and you can come between one and four on that Saturday. Right. And then you'll and exchange phone numbers with everybody, and you'll know you'll never call them, but you want to call them. And <laughs> you may see them on another puppet show in another freeway sometime. 
<laughs> See, even at this point, he's totally just making fun of the guy, um, totally oblivious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. what was opening night? When did the curtain open? Oh, wait, I forgot. Yeah, we were on the freeway, our opening night. Come on. No Come on. curtain. Jesus Christ. All right, well, it turns out a lie. We got. We do have one more clip here. All right, all right. I think it's a great idea, dude. We got to put, is it up on YouTube? Um, there is. Or what's your website? Video. Uh, well, my own personal website has nothing about it on it yet, no, but, um, <laughs> there we go. So the, the funny, the funny fucking thing about all this though, I mean, well, not so much funny as it is upsetting is that this, this, this motherfucker, um, he probably gets delayed because of this. Oh, let, of let, course. Let, he let, has let's be to. honest, he's, he's, he's getting out, he's getting some poon because of it. Oh, oh, what do you do in your free time? Well, you know, I'm part of this, uh, performance group where, uh, existentialist non-profit group. That performs <laughs> regularly in the LA area and its surrounding freeways. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, dude, we, we wake people up, man. We're out there saving lives. Yeah, and as important as this is to society, he doesn't have his own shit posted on his website. It's almost like this guy's in on the joke, but at the same time, oblivious to the joke that he's a part of. But it's just, it's, and the reason I, I I wanted to bring this up is because we were talking the other day about artists. The, the people that I know that claim themselves to be artists, uh, they're just, yeah, they're so full of themselves, it's, it's irritating. Whether it's uh, artists that, that paints and specifically photographers. Oh <laughs> my god, that, you know, that's how Hitler got started. Yeah, people that no, take no, pictures no, and that's their fucking art. Hear, hear, me, hear me out on this. Um, Hitler, uh, he ended up, he was is an artist before he became Hitler. And he was involved with the, yeah, he, he, and a lot of people don't know this. There's a movie about this. With, um, uh, not Cruz? No, no, the guy that was in Gross, Gross Point Blank. Yes. Um, I forget what the fuck his John, name is. John, John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah, that guy. John's the sister. I apologize. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's a big family. But, um, my, my, my point is that, uh, you know, Hitler, he was an artist before he was Hitler, and I think it drove him to it. I mean, he, what Hitler, <laughs> what Hitler found, you know, like his art dealer that was into Hitler's like work and everything, you know, he was doing oils and shit, uh, before he, or before and during he was part of the Nazi party and he was giving speeches. <laughs> what he got, he got exposed to the artist community and then, you know, uh, after that, uh, he kind of dropped, fell off the deep end and he was like, you know what, eugenics is a good idea. Let's kill these people. <laughs> the, there are certain members of society that just, uh, shouldn't and ought not to, uh, exist. Uh, so then he started off with the retards and then worked his way up to the artists and intellectuals and then he, uh, was good right there in my opinion and then he took it way too far and killed the Jews. <laughs> just one little step too far there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, being an artist is a gateway to mass genocide. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> we you don't know. It, it's like a powder keg out there. It's in the textbook. It, 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 dude, that's what they teach me in college. I don't know what the fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about the artist type. I don't even know what brought it up, but we were just talking about how artists in general the the way that they, they how much they love themselves and everything they do. And uh, how they're trying to be different and trying to be edgy. It's so annoying. So fucking annoying. And, uh, you know, I've, I've met a couple of these people out there. And, and it's just like, okay, you got a, you got a Nikon D40 or 40D, whatever it is. I think the Canon's also it, one it of those. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it it really matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, what they do is they go on these sites like Model Mayhem. And they start, they start an account. And then it puts them in contact with women that are trying to be, you know, models, uh, which is an, another joke, another line of jokes here. Right. But a very loose term. Very loose. <laughs> very, uh, no in pun intended. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, it puts them in contact with these people that, that charge like 25 to $50 an hour uh, plus gas to tra traveling expenses. Oh. And um, they do a photo shoot, a two-hour photo shoot. And what they do is they just put their cameras on repeat and, or, like, mass uh, take picture taking mode. Where right. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. And they take, like, a thousand pictures per second and yeah. from multiple <laughs> angles. And then after the shoot, they pick and choose the uh, two that came out right. And then they put it in Photoshop and edit it all fucking crazy. Yeah. 
which really doesn't take all that much talent. You 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 buy Photoshop magazine for like fucking three months, and you're like, oh look at this crazy shit I can do. Yeah, but it's an art. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. To take a thousand pictures sorry. and pick two. It's an art. You know what? That go, is an art. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. Uh, go make me a macaroni plate, you fucking th- four year old. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. These people. I my uh, I have a friend. Well, growing up, and he now is what I would call a legitimate artist because he actually makes enough money to sustain himself. Okay. And uh, he uh, works for a prominent video game company developing uh, a very successful video game out there, the major- God of War. God of War, there it is. Many people have played that. Awesome game. And um, he's a great guy. I love this guy. Uh, you know, we've known each other since we were 10, but... I've seen him uh, develop, and the work that he could do on Photoshop by the time he was 17 is pretty much the quality of work that the majority of these people out there that I meet that are consider themselves artists yeah. could are doing. And, and and a lot of these people that are doing art, their quality of work is less than the the degree to which he could perform, even uh, when he got like Photoshop after six months. And we're we're, we're talking like eight nine years ago. I mean, we're yeah. talking about when Photoshop wasn't so user-friendly and schnazzy as it is now. Yeah, and that's actually the reason I got into graphic design, which is my, my trade, uh, but by no means will I ever consider myself an artist. What, what I, I think can it's do, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know computers. I can navigate any kind of program just off basic knowledge. And a Photoshop, is, as long as you know how to use computers, is pretty pretty basic. It is. And it is uh, layering. All, I mean, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. It took me like two minutes to... Oh, layers. Okay, I, that's yeah. easy to get. It, it, it's a wonderful program for any kind of editing you have to do for any pictures, whatever. And it pretty much does... 95% of the work for you. It does. I've, I've used it. I've used it before, and I could probably produce art on it if you gave me a current copy of uh, CS2 or whatever the fuck they're on. Uh, we're on CS5 now. Oh, whoa. Uh, catch well, up, it, my brother. I, you know, that shows you how dated I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was using a pirated version called Venetian Furs when I first got into it. And Venetian uh, Furs? Yes. Yeah, was you like on lambskin or back in the Viking days? I don't even know. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, this was like in 2001, okay? But my my point is is just these people just do they they make it idiot proof and now you have a bunch of idiots using it yes. to make stuff that would seem quality and I think the biggest joke too is uh, I used to go to a club called uh, Club Hell uh, pretty frequently very nice and place. It, it it had some art uh, displays there that was one of the things very good stuff a lot of that stuff was good some of it not so good I remember I went there with my my buddy. Uh, who, Knows a little bit about Photoshop, which isn't really saying much because everybody knows a little bit about Photoshop. Right. And um, he, we, we saw this guy that was making what he called fire art. It was art <laughs> with fire. Yeah. And what he would do is, is he would take pictures of fire and then he would use the blend tool and then make it seem as if there were faces in the fire or there was yes. demons in the fire <laughs> or things in the fire. You know how easy that is to use the blend tool to make it seem as though there's some sort of thing in the fire? Absolutely. That's uh, ridiculous. He saw immediately what it was, and he was just like, why not take pictures of shit and make poop art? Because he was telling me how it would be just as simple to take pictures of pretty much anything, use the blend tool in like two, three minutes, and uh, paint faces into anything, really. Yeah, and that's the other thing about layers, too. By just putting any picture on top of another picture and blending it in, it all looks the same. But this is getting a little geeky, I think. Yeah, what, what, whatever. <laughs> people, people, people don't need to know the specifics. So the, the point is, is just this, this asshole was, was trying to pass off uh, fire as art uh, when, in reality, what he did took maybe two, three minutes. And like I was saying earlier, the reason I got into graphic design was because at the time, I thought it was amazing. And once I got my degree and I was started using it, it was still fine. But overnight, almost it seems there was the infomercials about, "Hey, come to our school, become a graphic designer overnight." And now the industry is flooded with idiots who know how to use Photoshop. And but there's no fucking, talent. Yeah, there's no more fucking talent, and it makes it hard for me to get a goddamn job. All right, take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Adam. All right. I love my job. I'm fine. No, no, no. But let, let's uh, let's really transition to the real issue here is that uh, people are preoccupied with, uh, you know, feeling like fucking little special snowflakes. And they yes. think they are when uh, they claim to be artists. And, and photographers are the worst people for this. In my opinion, 
you're not an artist uh, because you, all you do is take pictures of things that are happening. You don't even fabricate anything. Right. Maybe you could set up a shot. Yeah, okay, you know a little bit about like framing a picture, setting it up, blah, blah, Wait. blah. Exactly. Stand right there. Yeah. Don't move. Don't move. I mean, well, it, I mean to, to a certain extent, <laughs> it's an art. I'll give it that. It is It is an art to a certain extent, but the d- the degree to which these people are practicing it not an art, and 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 the funny thing is that the what really pisses me off, I, actually, it's not so much funny as it pisses me off, is that they're using <laughs> it to get laid. Yeah, that that that's really what it is. It's just like you have an inkling of talent or no talent, and you're suddenly I'm a photographer. Oh, you know, I'm really into photography. And you know what? Well, why not? I why don't I drop two hundred bucks on a used Nikon and say I'm a fucking <laughs> photographer and walk around like a fucking Asian with a camera on my neck and take a picture of every single fucking thing I do? Yeah. All, all of a sudden, having a camera is a license to pussy. It turns out. Yeah. You, that's right. It, it's like being a server and saying I'm an actor. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is just my daytime job to fund my acting classes, my improv at the Groundlings or whatever the hell. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I uh, decided to be a lawyer because I thought that uh, it was a joke trying to be an actor. That that's really why I, I I I rationalized that I had a better chance trying to be a lawyer, making enough money to fund my own independent films, and be an actor that way than I would if I just tried to be an actor. Right, because I mean we we have the chops. I mean, uh, me, you, and the uh, jester maestro. Dude, I won awards, man. I I won acting awards. I was that good. Yeah, we we got the chops to to pull that shit off. Because how hard is it to to just put your mind frame in? All right, I'm sad right now. That's my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Billy. Oh, oh Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how it's it's so easy to be sad. You just think of something that. Reminds you of sadness. Exactly. Oh, it's so easy to be happy. I mean, I, I maybe that's difficult for some people. It's very easy for me and, and uh, you guys, yeah. especially when we were doing improv up there. We got like to to act out in front of two, three hundred people. You want to see an art? That's an art. How many people can do that? The number one fear above death in the United States they've pulled public is public speaking. speaking. How yes. many people can do that? Very little. Very, very little. People can do, confidently do that. Now. You, to do that in a very articulate way that is entertaining and even humorous, I would speculate that that's a little bit more of an art than walking around with a fucking camera on my neck. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the, the other thing I was thinking about today. Because as I was uh, thinking about what we're going to talk about and uh, the whole artist mind frame. Yeah. Is, is there anything in your life that you think, I am awesome at this, this is, I, I, I'm so good at this, it's almost embarrassing to other people that try to do what I'm doing. Yeah, public speaking. Public speaking. That's really the thing. That to, to me, you know, we, we toot our own horn on uh, a lot on this show, and if yeah. people get tired of it, go, <laughs> honestly, just go fuck yourself. Uh, it's my show, not yours. But, but we're awesome. Yes, you're not. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we're also drunk. Sorry. Um, but How dare you? <laughs> my my point is what though, we're, we're good at uh, <laughs> we're, we're good at public speaking. We're good at social affluence. We're good at being humorous. We're we're good at a co- we're good at a couple different things. But I feel like these things are not emphasized enough, and they're not sold enough to the extent that uh, they don't get uh, people as much of a rep as much as. Being a photographer does, and I, I think that being a photographer is just really a joke because you're not necessarily a photographer. You just own Photoshop, a laptop, and a you know camera. It, it it doesn't really mean that you're a photographer. It just means you have the the materials to be a matog- photographer. That's like owning a guitar, not knowing how to play it, and saying you're a guitarist. Right. Or let's say even uh, owning a couple mics and a computer. I'm thinking, eh, I'll do a podcast. How hard could it be? Dude, you know what? I as as, as much <laughs> as much of that as it, it is a joke. Um, we we have all the materials here, but we also have, you know, a lot of resources on hand. You and our other friend uh, that does the podcast with us are graphic designers, and you also do website production. You're setting up the website for us. We use our public speaking skills and our you know, well-articulated views, well-justified views, philosophical views to uh, articulate them on the podcast. How many people can actually articulate views to the extent that we can in the sense that it's also like entertaining and humorous all at the same time? Right. You can't. No. That is a very specific skill set. Any yeah. asshole can record themselves. It doesn't mean any 
asshole is going to be entertaining while you're listening to them. Yeah, and and that's a big thing about because I've been wanting to do the podcast for a long time because I I I started listening to talk radio and I thought these guys are so intelligent they got so much stuff to say I had, and just the stuff that they were talking about I I have so much you to feel say like about you're, it. you feel like you want to chipe in yes. and be like oh no well you you didn't talk about yeah, this you missed the part my brother yes exactly and and um. But but to kind of like bring us back around to these this whole like pretentious artist bullshit kind of guys, um, I think they're so fucking ridiculous. And 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 the thing that really really pisses me off about them is how they're just so awkward. They're socially gawky. They're like it's like Millhouse from The Simpsons <laughs> is uh kind of like chilling there with you, and he's such an artist and so so self accomplished, even though he hasn't done anything and his parents probably pay for all of his shit right. um, you know and even if the the case is that you know they are accomplished artists a lot of times these guys are so estranged and so weird that i'm socially awkward so yeah they, they, it's, it's like they go out of their way to intentionally be socially awkward because they idolize other artists to the extent that they go well Oh well, this crazy artist is crazy. L- look yes. at look at Edgar Allan Poe; he was crazy. Look at Andy Warhol; he was kind of crazy. Look at all these artists that were successful; they were crazy. You know what I need to do to be a successful artist? I need to be crazy. crazy. And my point is, is that I think I talked to you about this earlier. Is that yeah. you need to earn your crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, looking at all these artists, they didn't start out crazy. What they had was a really innovative idea, but they understood that they needed to cultivate enough, you know, enough of a reputation to be like, boom, I'm doing this, I'm jumping through the hoops, I'm kind of like, you know, jumping over the hurdles and stuff that I need to do to kind of get well known, and I'm acting normal and disciplined so that I can gain (laughs) respect, and then suddenly the day that they have enough of it, they flip the coin, go out there with their innovative idea, and they go, well, what about this motherfuckers? What about this idea that nobody's ever seen? Okay, that's different than yeah. these assholes that start off with the crazy and they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing things in reverse. You're doing things in reverse, asshole. You have to earn your crazy. You can't just jump into crazy. Yeah. You got to earn it. I, look at look at Howard Hughes. He was completely normal, fucking build airplanes, awesome dude. Then he became crazy. He didn't start out crazy. Otherwise, he never would have been a build, fucking build, <laughs> build airplanes. There's a good example of it, too. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Or just crazy. Fucking on crazy. Oprah. Oprah, yeah, Oprah. Yeah, jump on the couch. Exactly, as, exactly. What I was going to bring up, but he had to earn it. Yes, if if some up and coming young star came up and started jumping around on couches, what the fuck? Yeah, look to this guy. Who are you? Who hmm. are you jumping on couches? Get get the fuck out. You're never working here again. Exactly. Tom Cruise, he he's developed himself up to a status where it's okay to do certain things. Well, he's Scientology Jesus. <laughs> as crazy as he, as he may be, he. He's achieved a certain status where he can get away with certain things that other people cannot get away with. Exactly. And, and, th- and that's the point. Is just like, you're so pimp now, you can be crazy. But don't start off with the fucking crazy. You're right. going dis- uh, to get disavowed and disowned, motherfucker. Disavowed. Yes. Tom Cruise movie. Is it, was it? <laughs> Mission Impossible. I didn't know. You, if you, any, all your actions will be disavowed, blah, 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 blah. But, oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 But, 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 it's going to explode in six seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, the, no, but these, these assholes, they earn their crazy. That's the point. And, and a lot of artists out there are self-proclaimed artists, even photographers. I'm going to be social awkward. Wait, no, I'm not socially awkward and thumbs about everything. I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> that's what I'm going to pretend to be. I'm going to pretend to be crazy because it's cool. Yeah. No. It's not cool. You're fucking stupid. I'll punch you. Fuck. <laughs> assholes. I love to see a fight between two artists that just don't know anything about anything. It just it'll be like a slap fight. With it just, would be. Ah, ah, it would be oh. a slap fight. They start busting windmills and shit. <laughs> fucking just like, oh my god, what's going on? Somebody take a picture. Yes, and, and <laughs> it would be it would be the most publicized fight ever. That that's what would really happen. One guy would like slap another guy, and everybody would be up in arms about it. And then somehow they'd sell a bunch of art because of it. Right. And it's they, a hate crime. Yeah, yeah. It's a hate crime. <laughs> it's a hate crime as opposed to a, I really like you crime. Right. <laughs> uh, you fucking assholes. Oh God in heaven! I cannot stand that shit. Yes. Yeah, so I cannot stand those people. There's, I mean. Even even being out, the last time we were out at uh, one of the most popular goth clubs on the West Coast, um, there was this one particular guy Uh-oh. I can think of that is <laughs> self-proclaimed artist, self-proclaimed photographer, self-proclaimed 
a lot of things except for what he really is, which is a fucking douchebag douche idiot. Uh, and boring as shit. I mean, seriously, I, he came in, uh, he tried to talk to us. And I'm like, uh, well, first of all, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> and uh, uh, second of all, he came in, he tried to talk to us, and he couldn't even sustain a fucking conversation, which is a huge fucking joke that you also see in the academic world. You see people with PhDs in communication, and they can't have a fucking two-minute conversation with you. And that's the same thing with this guy. It's just like supposedly some well-proclaimed artist is supposed to be like really confident in his work and in, in himself. Where's the confidence, stupid? You're talking about your craft. You have all the confidence in the world. Once it comes to coming down to a normal conversation between two human beings, yeah. you can't say shit. He can't. He can't. He, he was just so thumbs about everything. And and uh, I know people that know him, and I know people that know his ex-girlfriend. Uh-oh. And uh, apparently <laughs> they are they are fucking psycho. They have the like emotional intelligence of a maybe eight-year-old. Like, that, that's... that's these people, that's how they act and that's how they operate. It's just funny that, you know, like you talk to people that are in the art community and there's, they idolize these people. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, like, like <laughs> if we designed a society around these specific traits, you know, a society that idolized these traits, uh, we would be nuking people because it was the savvy, cool thing to do that nobody had ever done before. Yeah. That, that's so really, edgy it's with so your edgy. nukes. With your nukes, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's what we'd be doing. And yes. I think this goes back to something that I, I had talked about in earlier podcasts. About I mean, isn't that what it is all about with Kim Jong-il? He hasn't earned his crazy. No, no. <laughs> no, he has not. He hasn't. No. But this, these are people that don't have uh, true friends to slap them out of their fake, fictitious, fantasy world that they're living in. Like, well, it's because hey, they recycle their friends every three months. Yeah, well, okay. All right. It's Hollywood, man. They, they they don't have friends. friends. Okay, so everybody that they come in contact with is like, oh, you're so edgy and weird. And as opposed to people that have been around their entire lives, you're being retarded. They're on drugs, man. It's all, <laughs> like, like I said, it's on Hollywood. You're, you're so edgy and weird. I had a great time talking to you while I was on E for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, that conversation is going to be great with anybody, especially with somebody with a really furry coat on. You know? yeah. <laughs> You're so soft. You're so soft. <laughs> <laughs> this jacket is so edgy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, which which kind of like just brings up a different topic too. Uh, I think we, I forget who I had a conversation with. It might have been you, it might have been somebody else. But I had a conversation with somebody recently. It was about like uh, exclusivity deal breakers. Oh, all right. Uh, can, can you? You understand what I'm saying there when I say exclusivity yeah. bre- deal breaker? Somebody wants to be exclusive with you, but something else has happened where it's it's not going to happen. Like it's not on the table. You're right. Yeah, and, and, and what I was saying is that you know there are certain things that a person might do or has done that uh, might take uh, me being monogamous with them or be being exclusively exclusive with them. Just off the table, period. Yeah, and I think everybody has these things. My my specific thing that I was referencing at the time was porn. porn. I was like, it, yeah, I mean, if somebody... How is porn a deal breaker of any kind? To, well, I mean, if somebody... If a girl has done porn and... Uh, oh, done porn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like watch porn? Yeah. No, 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 I no, no. I that as a red that, flag at all. That's another deal breaker. If she doesn't watch porn, then, <laughs> Okay. Then, I mean, seriously. Now we're on the same page. Yes, right. okay. Now, now, if she doesn't watch porn, that's a deal breaker. But if she has done porn, that's a, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. And th- and somebody was kind of they were questioning me because I was, I was like, well, if you kind of uh, endorse a position that thinks that uh, you know, so long as what kind of position? <laughs> no, I don't mean porn. Oh, okay, uh, I'm distracted. But I, what I mean is that like, if you believe that, and so long as a person doesn't harm anybody, then it's okay. You know, or anything that has that they have done is okay. Then uh, they are okay. Then how how can you s- sit here and say that it's somehow they're morally like culpable for it? And I, and and honestly, when when they presented me with this view, I was kind of like, kind of tongue tied. Like it took me a second. I was like, hmm, that's that's a good challenge there. Right, time out. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about harming other people. Yes. At the same time, it's talking about porn. Mm-hmm. My mind's going in a different direction than I think you're probably trying to go. It is. 
Okay. It's harming people in porn. That's a different type of porn. Well, no, 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 because my, my original uh, objection was that I was like, I think it's a morally wrong, right, or morally or ethically wrong for for me to be in a relationship that is with somebody who's done porn. And, and, and to be honest, the only reason I said it was because the people I talked to, were, were talking to were, I thought, like, big on morals, and I thought they identify with it. That's not really the real reason I feel that way. The real reason I don't want to be in a relationship with anybody that uh, has ever done porn, not, not an exclusive one anyways, would be because to do porn, I feel like it necessitates a certain mindset or a certain amount of emotional trauma, either in your past, present, or uh, future, or currently, uh, future. whatever, to, <laughs> to the extent that I don't want to deal with that drama. That, I really just sense. I don't want to deal with the drama. I, either that, or if they can, if they can operate objectively to the extent where they go, well, you know, porn sounds like a good idea. Then I feel like they're cutting themselves short because if they can really use their mental capacities to overcome the fact that society has kind of like imparted this this standard on them, then they're inadequately using their moral capacities and they're like crazy insecure or they're a sociopath. And they're crazy selfish. Where does the line get drawn between uh, doing a porn yeah. and being willing to be filmed? Well, that's my main issue, actually. My main issue is is uh, the fact that they were filmed. It was that they, in my mind, it's a not necessarily a, a lack of reason. It's more along the lines is that I want somebody that has reason and rationalization to the extent that if they want to be with me, because, I, I mean, here's my, my specific thing that pees me off about it, is that I might want to get into politics later in life. Okay. And if I get into politics, I can't have somebody, I can't have a wife that's, and this isn't France, I can't have <laughs> a wife that has done porn. I just can't. And okay. and that's my real bit issue. And, and I think that anybody that is willing to or has a prospective future where they want to uh, help people in mass... You know, which I think is a big thing. That you know, people should have social responsibility. They should. It, I think intellectuals and intelligent Ideally, people yeah. have an obligation to society mm -hmm. to use their natural attributes for the better of all. Yeah, that's a very platonic kind of thing there. But I, I guess what my question is: uh, separating porn from being filmed. If okay. you were with a girl, and I don't know if you have or not, I I'm gonna speak for myself only. Uh, if you were with a girl that said, "Hey, let's let's take some pictures," or "Hey, let's let's record this for for personal use," maybe it's, it's not porn. I would say no. No. Yes, I would say no. Interesting. Why is that? Why is that interesting? Because I I don't know if I'd reject that off the bat. I know I'd definitely say no. I, I mean, if if it's all about like voyeurism and exhibitionism, you could. Uh, for, forgive me, but you you can go and fuck your chick in front of a crowd full of people, but it, it won't different. be filmed. That's different. Well, how is that different than me filmed? Well, the whole excitement of the fact that it's being filmed is that somebody <laughs> might see it one day, or or you can replay it for somebody to see one day, right? No, see, I, <laughs> right. I I like to view it as a play by play, as a review. What are you gonna fucking bust out like John Madden later? Exactly. No, yeah. that is not cool. I want to see. I, I, because I've never seen myself have sex. I don't need to John Madden myself having sex. I, <laughs> I mean, that's that. Why would John Madden want to commentate on a perfect play? Well, if I was John Madden, I wouldn't want to see myself having sex either. But <laughs> the point is, for at the time, mean I don't know if I'd get a rush out of it. But just looking back, I mean, I I have some pictures where it's like I, here's, yeah, I remember those times. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I I'll concede that it's exciting. Right. It would be it would be awesome. It really would. But I feel like the balance of equities. If you do a cost benefit analysis of the whole situation and go, well, here is what I want to do. Here are the cost or potential cost of me doing this, and here are my benefits. I'm not gonna do something that's gonna get my jollies off for maybe what like three days max. <laughs> uh, when the potential cost for the situation is a political career where I could help a lot of people. Okay. So let's say you held the tapes. You held the camera. So, were... like, how many tapes get out? Seriously? You know, but if you're in control of it. 
It doesn't matter if I'm control it. They th- things if things exist, they find a way to get out. That, yeah, that that is true. I'm I'm sure, quote unquote, these tapes never yeah. meant to get out for all these Paris Hilton's, the the Kendra. Well, sometimes I feel like a lot of times they intentionally release yeah, them. Maybe maybe some intentionally, but I'm sure a lot were not. I mean, let's be honest. Kim Kardashian. The only reason she's uh, even famous at all is because she fucked Ray J. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't know that. They just think, "Oh, Kim Kardashian." Another. From the Kardashian show. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Something Kardashian. Something stupid. <laughs> um, My but sister loves that shit, and I I can't I'm stand irritated. it. She's 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 famous because she fucked Ray J. That's, That's it. it. She's famous because she she had sex with a rap star that nobody will remember in two years. Rap, now, well, maybe one one year even. We should put quotes around rap star. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I can't even think of a song I've heard of his. He, he did one song that was one, popular. One so, wait song. Wait a minute. I, that was the whole song. Wait a minute. That was the, the whole song was just him saying, "Wait a minute." He, he happens to be Brandy's upsetting. brother. So is he also he a photographer? Yeah. <laughs> I would not doubt it. <laughs> you see what I mean? That that's these kind of people. Yeah, but as far as these. Uh, Recording yourselves, and uh, I, I peruse the porn sites. All right, yeah, whatever. We we all we all do, and there's a lot of the titles are my ex girlfriend. Yeah, a, that's a lot of the titles. Yeah, and I'm sure that's how these things start. Where that's that's recorded this for us. It's for us, baby. Exactly, and I mean, how many how many of those videos are out there? And once that bitch cheats, yeah, man, that's all you, you know. I actually know somebody. Um, Not YouTube, but you porn, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, my point is, is that I know I I know somebody that I've met who is nowhere near uh, the the type of person that would ever do porn. No one, nobody that even have an interest in doing porn. And uh, she was friends with a girl that I had dated, and the girl that I dated told me that uh, somebody called her and said that she found pictures of her on a uh, ex-girlfriend revenge site and wow this this i um i was just like oh my fucking lord because the girl she's so sweet she's like she'll give you a toothache kind of girl she she's not even anything anywhere near any into that kind of thing but she did like many girls probably do take and she took pictures for her boyfriend at the time we were in love yeah whatever (laughs) and 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 then they broke up and this fucking juvenile fuckhead posted uh, posted these pictures on this site. And she had to talk to the admin of the site and be like, look, I was 17 at the time when these pictures were taken. You better take it down because, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, child pornography. And um, yeah, they, she got her pictures taken down and everything. But I was right. just like, see, that's, that's a perfect fucking example right there. Like, even if... Uh, you know, she was 17. Say, for instance, she runs for city council, or she's on the PTA, or she's on any number of different things out there. That uh, that that's gonna immediately uh just compromise her entire position, her legitimacy, all of her moral judgment, anything like that, in the eyes of you know the masses. Yeah. Not not to say that she's illegitimate by herself, all by herself, because a lot of people there's you know. There's a lot of good arguments out there that a lot of people don't know about because the majority of people out there aren't educated. They're largely ignorant. I mean, look at look at fucking elections. How many people don't aren't current with the uh, current elections? Well, all the swing votes. There, there was an election. God damn it, I forget the state. Some guy, some Democrat, won. Uh, he hasn't did any advertising, any anything. He got his name on the ballot, and he won. And it's largely speculated it's because his name started with an A. So he was the first person on the ballot. Oh, my God. So he got voted in. And there was interviews with this guy. God damn it. I wish I had the audio for this. I wish you, I was prepared for this tangent that we went Adam, on. Adam, but, you should uh, you should run for office. Right. No, but that, that was the point. They interviewed this guy, and he had no fucking idea about anything that was going on. He was just – he was – so uh, how did you campaign? Well, it was um, it was a modest campaign. Didn't do much, anything. Did you have meetings? Any kind of campaign meetings? We had a couple of private sessions. This guy fucking won. He won because of the fucking idiots. They don't know what they're voting for. And th- and th- and that's what I'm saying. Just the, the vast majority of people out there, they, they don't, they don't know these things. 
they don't know it, period. They don't know any of the arguments for anything. So even if, if something may be morally or ethically acceptable underneath a certain mindset, the, the vast majority of people aren't concerned with these internally valid phil- philosophical there no, oh wait, wait, what was the word that guy yeah, the the, the uh, existentialist, existentialism. <laughs> yeah our puppetry is existential existentialism <laughs> i'm waking people up over here adam <laughs> oh my god we have to warm up for our puppet show what? yeah 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 so oh, so these so, fucking so yeah but so, so even if even if these girls that have done porn uh, kind of like try to come at you with these these existentialist arguments, you know, like oh well, you know, I'm still morally a good person, and I do only I do these things because I think objectively, and all of this shit. No, I don't. I don't find it acceptable because I think that a philosophical consideration ought to be uh, living in a world practically. I know it's it's in a sense a ad populum argument if you want to like i don't know what that means it means appeal to the masses argument okay. <laughs> uh it's a logical fallacy uh, and to a certain extent it is a fallacy but it's not a fallacy if uh what you do is largely judged by the majority of people out there in my opinion it's just kind of, just kind of like a an ad um hominem i think uh, but it, a personal attack like an attack on the person instead of the argument. Well, you know what? That's somewhat legitimate. If somebody's going to shoot you, if they say, <laughs> uh, pl- say you're wrong or else, you know, and no. they're sh- shooting. Well, you know what? That's a legitimate argument to a certain extent. Yeah. Because no, I don't want to die. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. The existence of my argument uh, hinges on the fact of uh, me surviving. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there's certain considerations out there that people may be like, well, you know, logically, hmm, it sh- shouldn't be considered. Well, you know what? Yeah, an ideal ruled, it sh- ought not to be. But, unfortunately, we don't live in an ideal ruled, moron. Nah, I don't know. Put down your camera. <laughs> so, so getting back to your, uh, your original topic, which we've got so far off by now. Yeah, yeah, deal breaking. The, the deal breaker. The, the, you found out this girl did porn, and that was a deal breaker for you. Yes, for for ex- exclusivity. Oh, okay. That's exclusivity. all. That's all it. Right. That's a that's a big caveat there. I I would still date her. I would still have a lot of fun. I think that uh, the particular person that I'm referring to is is great. I I I still hang out with them. I think they're awesome person. I love them to death. I do not think that love is a finite thing. I I've loved many people that I'm not exclusive with. <laughs> I, I, I love you, Adam. Well, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the major point is that uh, I feel like a lot of people have these kind of like exclusivity deal breakers. I think porn is one of them. I think uh, stripping is one of them. I think uh, there there just may be different things out there. What 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 are some of yours? Well, see, are you you're talking about stuff that happened before you? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in the past that I don't think should be that relevant to the present there isn't no i mean don't get me wrong there a, a person's past is a person's past and part of the reason it is the past is because uh, hopefully it happened in then and they learned from it but there are certain things that a person can do that regardless of how long ago it was they're still you know responsible for it. it'd be like uh you know it, you, you can't put yourself in a position where you go well you know i it's perfectly acceptable that you molested that kid 8 years ago Wow, that's pretty extreme. Well, it is pretty extreme, but I'm saying between <laughs> between forgiving that and be between forgiving them for making out with a douchebag, that's a that's a wide range of behaviors. It's quite a that. wide range. Yeah, it's a huge range. Uh, I, I raped a chick versus uh, I stripped for a little while to make some money. That's, yeah, well, that's quite it, a wide range. It, it, it depends on the context, doesn't it? Yeah, but but what you're saying is stripping deal breaker. Deal breaker. What if she was paying her way through college? Like, all these quote-unquote strippers keep saying they do. I'm just doing this to get through med school, which is, I'm sure is a lot of bullshit. But I'm there sure are better there's ways. some legitimacy in there. There are better ways. Of course there's better ways. But if you're hot, is there really a better way? Oh, hell yeah. What? what, what if, if you're super hot, what's a better way to pay your way through college than stripping? Have high honors and get a fellowship uh, scholarship. If you have a more I, than I a, super hot, if right. you have a three point six GPA, then you uh, pretty much get your college paid for you almost. All right, like I said, super hot. 
But we'll, we're, not, we're not assuming 3.6 well, no, GPA. Well, <laughs> well, maybe maybe they shouldn't be in school if they can't. If they can't pull more than a 3.3, which is uh, it makes you after you get a 3.3 GPA, it makes you eligible for so many scholarships. It, it's really ridiculous. Uh, all you need to do is put a little effort forth, more effort than the emotional trauma endured by stripping. So I feel like the way that they made their decision and they didn't balance things correctly and weigh things correctly to the extent that they go, hmm, emotional trauma of stripping or an extra five hours of work to apply for a bunch of scholarships. All right. Uh, and, and that's really my mindset. It's just like they just either their their GPA isn't high enough or they're not smart enough to actually do something with themselves or they're just dumb. They they didn't balance things right. Well, here's the thing. I, I know this girl that uh, actually hung out with earlier today. Uh, well, she she's she's very attractive, and uh, she's a server. Uh, she works at I think three different bars, just making tips, whatever. Uh, she she's very she's very attractive. Okay. And uh, her personality is such that if you were to talk to her, you'd think that she might be into stripping because of the. Just the way that she talks is kind of like a lower IQ type of thing. She's All very right. sweet, very charming. She she'll touch her arm when she talks to you, type of thing. Oh, that's like common bartender server Ex- stuff. Exactly. And you got to work those winks and smiles, man. Yeah, and I'm sure she she makes a lot of money. I'm, I'm sure serving because of the people she talks to. She could make just as oh, not just as much. She could make a lot more stripping, or working at a strip club or some of some something like that. Yeah, just just because the way she carries herself is so much. Uh, I w- I want to know you. I want to talk to you. It's very friendly, to the point where you almost feel comfortable talking to her. Which is the kind of girl that when when you talk to them, you're not sure, are they into me? Are they just talking? Is this how they are with everybody else, or are they into me? Well, hired hired guns are that way. Right, but when we hung out. She was not on the clock. She there was there was well, no game well, yeah, for her. Well, Adam, I mean the these people, they do it so often that uh, they they just fall into it as a habit. They, it's not like a switch for them. They don't turn it on and off. I mean it's it's like whenever you talk to people that are kind of like douchebags for a living, you know, like car salesmen, or right. uh, people that are club promoters, or um, I mean, any any number of these people where they really have to just put on a face, they have to put on a disposition for whatever job they may be participating in, uh, and it's less about uh, the content that they know and more about portraying themselves a certain way, if, if that's what their job is. You notice about these people, they keep that up all the time. It's not only when they're at work. They keep it up all the fucking time. I think the perfect example is that one particular dude that we don't talk to anymore, but we used to consider him a friend. We, he used to be we we used to call him the same nickname as one of the members on the that '70s show. Uh, <laughs> it, we used to call him Fez. Right. That wasn't his name, <laughs> but we used to call him that. Yeah. And um, this this guy, he we used to joke around about how he would try to. S- we would all be drunk, just partying <laughs> at a, some house, and he'd be trying to sell people shit. Yeah. And, I mean, he would, th- and that's my, my point, is that, you always know. Always selling, even to his always. friends. Even, yes, yeah, he's c- completely even to his friends. Yeah. And uh, that's how those people are. And that's what I'm saying, even this chick that may be like, oh, maybe she's into me, blah, blah, blah. Well, how do you think she makes tips at work? Yeah, but see, I never had the thought in my mind that she was into me. I just, I had the thought in my mind, she's a waitress, she's super friendly, the last three times that I've seen her, she was with three different guys. Wow. And and I guarantee you, none of those guys got laid. None of those guys got anything from her. Just the the fact that she carries herself in a way that gives you hope. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it draws those guys in. The, you know, those girls always think I'm gay. <laughs> what? Yeah, because I don't play into their shit. I've seen it all too often. I used to be a bartender, so I know the moves that they pull. Interesting. And, and I don't play in any of their bullshit. And they're used to their game being <laughs> so. They're used to be employing their tactics so effectively that everybody responds to them. And uh, whenever I'm around, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, no, whatever, 
You know, like I don't care. I don't even <laughs> respond to it at all. I don't. I don't react to it. So a lot of times, these girls that are exceptionally hot that are used to everybody kind of like drooling over them. Are you? Are you gay? No, no. It turns out <laughs> uh, I don't play into your bullshit. Oddly enough, I think I'm the very same way you are. Because yeah. today, oddly enough, she offered to buy me tickets to a Cirque du Soleil concert for my birthday. Oh, go for it, man. Yeah, like, hey, fuck yeah. I, I like to see that kind of shit. Perfect. Sounds good. But because I wasn't drooling all over her, we were just, I was talking to her as if I would talk to you. Yeah. Or anybody else. Just normal conversation because I understand you're you're a server, so you have to put up this front to draw people in. But I'm not a customer, so you're just another person to me. You're a friend of mine. I'm gonna treat you that way. And now and she's gonna buy me tickets to a, a thing. Maybe she thinks I'm gay. She's gonna buy me tickets to a a play or a whatever Cirque du Soleil you call it, a musical. I don't know. What whatever, whatever it may be. And 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 that that's just uh, one of those examples about how it is effective. But now is that is that going to be a deal breaker for you that you know because she is a server because she is a cocktail waitress because she is you know in these professions where she constantly get hits on uh, are you comfortable with that? Like you were saying, it's a deal breaker for a monogamous relationship. Real, really? Yes. Wow. All right. Because. As, as secure as I am in myself, I still have insecurities. And somebody, like, uh, this is a bartender we go to all the time in, in, in Florida that we always hang out with. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's very friendly. She's very open. And the way she talks even sometimes is very, it's, it's of a sexual nature. And that that's her on a normal basis. She has a boyfriend. And in no way did I ever take that as a, as a come on to me. And my friends also never take it as a come on. That's her in her normal habitat. Yeah. If that was my girlfriend, I couldn't handle it. Uh, I have and I could. I know I could. See, and, and but, but for me, that's the type of person that maybe will date, maybe will mess around. But as far as a, a relationship, personally, it would, it would drive me insane. I, I would find myself at the bar a lot of the time just hanging out. Maybe in the, even in the background sometimes, like a crazy fucker, like waiting for a guy to say something crazy and then clock the fool. Oops. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you you would tell him to take his hat off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think I don't think that's important. Uh, it kind of ties back into my beliefs because I I think that women, um, they use flirting a lot to open a lot of doors. They uh, absolutely they find they get a lot of opportunities. Why? Because they're cute. They they work their work wings and smiles. Whatever they're flirting, and uh, like I said, my cold hard line is uh, physical contact on their behalf with the intent to kind of like pleasure someone else. That's what that's what my line is. If I if they did that, that's my line. Period. And but up until that point, I don't know. Could give a shit less, man. I mean, if somebody pulls is drunk, pulls some moves on her and. Decides to kiss her on the mouth so long as she pushes them away and is like, what the fuck? Then I'm cool with that. See, that I could, I, I could understand that, but to me, that comes much later in a relationship to have that level of trust. Off the bat, I just. Well, you, off the bat, you have to have faith, man. It's just faith. And you know what? It, in my relationships, I've been guilty of having too much faith. Where. Well, I, you and I both. Yeah, we, we trust I, so much that once the. The hand comes around the back to stab you. Yeah, you don't see it coming. Oh no, I see it coming. I because I, I, I did, this sounds so fucked up. Uh, even though I know I have to have faith in the other person's actions, I always assume the worst. See, that's that's and, where I, that's where well, I fail. Well, I wouldn't say assume. I would say prepare. I would say prepare myself for the worst. Okay, I'm gonna have faith in you know the fact that I'm gonna believe this, and I have to mentally prepare myself. I don't know, but it's not gonna benefit me any to think otherwise. But if she cheats on me, and it comes to light that uh, any particular person that I was monogamous with does cheat on me, um, then big effing deal. They lost my company. It's their loss. And ultimately, it is their loss. But I just, I. Uh... I can't get in that mind frame yet. Maybe I have to experience more or whatever, but I just uh, I trust too much, but at the same time I'm very reserved. So it's kind of almost hypocritical in a way, 
that I, I do give so much trust. Off the bat, I give a lot of trust. But once something happens, it's almost expected. It's a very weird thing. Huh. All right. I think we've uh, covered a lot for now. We'll uh, get into more of this later, but uh, for now, I guess we'll wrap it up. So until next time, I am Adam. And I'm Brett. I've lied to you the same way that I always do. This is the last smile that I'll fake for the same.